morning, sons and daughters of God. Welcome to those of you who are worshiping here with us in this space. It is good to see you. And welcome to all of you who may be worshiping with us online as part of our online streaming service. It is good to have you as well. And it's good that we rejoice and give thanks for this day and this time of worship. Uh, we really are worshiping in lots of places, not just here. But uh, we have discovered that we are worshiping literally around the world. And for that, truly, we give thanks to God and uh, for the gifts that uh, have made that possible. We continue our Easter celebration on this third Sunday of Easter and hear of the good news of new life that is ours in Christ and how God invites us into the divine mystery of new life. And we hope that we are aware and alert enough to see it when it happens. We will be sharing communion today as part of our worship, so if you are at home watching online, we invite you to prepare your bread and cup so that you too may share with us as we commune together. Again, welcome. It is good to see you here. Let us take a moment to prepare ourselves for worship. Please stand as you are able.
Hallelujah, Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Refreshed by the resurrection life we share in Christ, let us give thanks for the gift of baptism. We thank you, risen Christ, for these waters where you make us new, leading us from death to life, from tears to joy. We bless you, risen Christ, that your Spirit comes to us in the grace-filled waters of rebirth, like rains to our thirsting earth, like streams that revive our souls, like cups of cool water shared with strangers. Breathe your peace on your church when we hide in fear. Clothe us with your mercy and forgiveness. Send us companions on our journey as we share your life. Make us one, risen Christ. Cleanse our hearts. Shower us with life. To you be given all praise with the Holy Spirit in the glory of God, now and forever. Amen. of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit 
be with you all. And also with you. This is a feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. pray together. Holy and righteous God, that we may live as witnesses to the resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Able to walk, Peter preaches to the people, describing how God's promises to Israel have been fulfilled in Jesus. Through the proclamation of Christ's death and resurrection, God is offering them forgiveness and restoration in Jesus' name. A reading from Acts. Peter addressed the people. You Israelites, why do you wonder at this, or why do you stare at us, as though by our own power or piety we had made him walk? The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, 
the God of our ancestors, has glorified his servant Jesus, whom you handed over and rejected in the presence of Pilate, though he had decided to release him. But you rejected the holy and righteous one and asked to have a murderer given to you, and you killed the author of life, whom God raised from the dead. To this we are witnesses. And by faith in his name, his name itself has made this man strong, whom you see and know, and the faith that is through Jesus has given him this perfect health in the presence of all of you. And now, friends, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did also your rulers. In this way, God fulfilled what he had foretold through all the prophets, that his Messiah would suffer. Repent, therefore, and turn to God, so that your sins may be wiped out. Word of God, word of life. The second reading is from 1 John. God has loved us in order to make us children of God. Though we do not yet know the full details of our future existence, we trust that God will reveal it just as God revealed Jesus to take away our sins. A reading from 1 John. See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we will be has not yet been revealed. What we do know is this. When he is revealed, we will be like him, for we will see him as he is. And all who have this hope in him purify themselves, just as he is pure. Everyone who commits sin is guilty of lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. You know that he was revealed to take away sins, and in him there is no sin. No one who abides in him sins. No one who sins has either seen him or known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. Everyone who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. Gospel according to Luke. Our story today begins with the two disciples having come from the road to Emmaus and having seen Jesus, they rushed back to Jerusalem to tell the others gathered together in the upper room. And as they were telling about it, Jesus himself was suddenly standing among them. Peace be with you, he said. But the whole group was startled and frightened, thinking they were seeing a ghost. Why are you frightened, he asked. 
Why are your hearts filled with doubt? Look at my hands. Look at my feet. You can see that it's really me. Touch me and make sure that I am not a ghost because ghosts don't have bodies as you see that I do. As he spoke, he showed them his hands and his feet. Still, they stood there in disbelief, filled with joy and wonder. Then he asked them, Do you have anything to eat here? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he ate it as they watched. Then he said, When I was with you before, I told you that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and in the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said, Yes, it was written long ago that the Messiah would suffer and die and rise from the dead on the third day. It was also written that this message would be proclaimed in, a, in the authority of his name to all nations, beginning in Jerusalem. There is forgiveness of sins for all who repent. You are witnesses of all these things. This is the gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus himself stood among them. They were startled and terrified and thought they were seeing a ghost. A year or so ago, a friend of mine died. One morning in his 68th year, he simply didn't wake up. It was about as easy a way as he could possibly have done it, but it was not easy for the people he left behind because it gave us no chance to start getting used to the idea or to say goodbye. In May, my wife and I were staying with his widow overnight when I had a short dream about him. I dreamed he was standing there in the dark guest room where we were asleep, looking very much like himself in the navy blue sweater and white slacks he so often wore. I told him how much we missed him and how glad I was to see him again. He acknowledged that somehow. Then I said, Are you really there, Dudley? I meant, was he there in fact? Or was I merely dreaming he was? His answer was, he was really there. Can you prove it? I asked. Then he plucked a strand of wool from his sweater and tossed it to me. I caught it. And the feel of it was so real that it woke me. That's all there was to it. I told the dream at breakfast, and I'd hardly finished when my wife spoke. She said that she had seen the strand on the carpet as she was getting dressed and was sure it hadn't been there the night before. 
I rushed upstairs to see for myself, and there it was, a little tangle of navy blue wool. That's how author Frederick Beekner describes a moment of mystery, a moment of transcendence. Beekner says he didn't know, doesn't know what to make of this. Just a coincidence? Just a fluke? Maybe, maybe not. But I wonder how often we might have such tangible experiences of a different reality. If we had the courage to talk about them, I, I think we might discover that they do in fact occur all the time. Some of you have shared your experiences with me. And so what's really important is what we make of those experiences or what we refuse to make of them. Maybe we're a little fearful to make too much of them or at least not to be able to tell exactly what they mean. And I admit that I squirm a little bit when Beekner says, maybe my friend really did come back to me in my dream. And the thread was his sign that he had indeed come. Maybe it's true that by God's grace, the dead are given back their lives again. And that the doctrine of the resurrection of the body is not just a doctrine. Maybe. Maybe not. And who can say if these kinds of experiences are real or not? If they're just a coincidence, a quirk, a fluke. Maybe they're just sort of playful episodes in our minds, like... The fact that the blue wool was there on the carpet, but it was just overlooked until it was finally seen. You know, lots of things can play tricks on us. So maybe we really shouldn't make too much of them because it, it could be like kind of like deja vu. It's just kind of a glitch in our brain's electrical system. It would be a shame if we bet too much on blue threads, and things like that. Sink all of our hopes on the, on the chance that we really did hear a voice, but only later discover it was the wind after all. Of course, we do bet our lives on something. But most of the time, it's on what we can touch taste and chew and see not on what seems to be a mere coincidence even though that kind of bet might make our lives feel a little bit flat and a little bit stale but <laughs> the good thing is they're always pretty stable they're a safe bet no surprises Nothing we can't explain. Because, you know, it can really be kind of annoying 
when, when something mysterious enters into our life and invades our space. Or maybe, maybe they mean everything to us and connect us with a reality that if we were to see it face to face would, as the old song says, cause us to tremble. 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 So maybe God is trying to give us a peek, a glimpse, that God really is trying to get through to us and come to meet us, but on God's terms, not ours. Maybe it's also true that when God does show up, we're so wrapped up in ourselves that we don't ever see. We simply stroll past that peak without so much as a glimpse of curiosity. Could be. We don't see God so much anymore because we've forgotten how to look. Our eyes get so filled with all the clutter around us. Our ears are deafened by the clatter of our world. And so messages that come, that are slipped to us, are just dismissed as mere coincidence. Wouldn't happen again in a thousand years. What would it take for us to be able to see the glimpses and hear the messages? And even if they come, would, would we really be expected to Explain them and understand what they really mean? Really? I, I don't know. But I do know that there are those who can show us and tell us. In fact, they already have, if we will listen. It was Sunday night. They were huddled together, anxious, fearful, distraught over what had happened over the last three days. Jesus was dead. One of them said, you know, I really wasn't actually too close to the cross, but from where I was standing, I, I could see. He, he was dead. He was gone. And it was a pretty good campaign for as long as it lasted, but he got snuffed out too soon. And then suddenly, they became aware of a stranger standing among them. And the intruder said, peace be with you. But what they felt was anything but peaceful. They were startled. They were terrified. They thought they were seeing 
a ghost. So he asked him for something to eat. First he showed them his hands and his feet. Those were the hands and the feet that they knew had been nailed to the cross. Then he asked for something to eat. And in front of them, in front of their wondering eyes, they, he ate supper. Then he began to open up their eyes and their ears and their hearts to the message of Scripture, explaining again to them how everything that had happened he had already told them about and that it was already written in the Scriptures. And they became witnesses. They saw, they touched, they believed. Jesus had come back to them and had given them what they needed in order to believe. But later, when the news of all this started to break, most of those who were polled said, well, it was probably more just a coincidence. Just something that was in the wine, maybe. The normal reaction to grief, kind of like post-traumatic stress syndrome. Maybe. Maybe not. And of course, what's left of all of this is for us to decide if we want to bet our lives on their story. Whether we should really make anything out of it to the point where we're ready to live like it's really true. That it's not just a mere coincidence. That we're not seeing a ghost. What's left is for us to decide. If when something intrudes into our experience that we can't explain, that we see it and understand it as more than just a twitch in our brain. That God really is trying to give us that peek, that glimpse, to give us an encounter with a God who loves us so much that God will not allow the dead to stay dead, but gives new life that will last forever. Now, I can't speak for you and what you decide to do with all this, but I can. I can tell you of one glimpse that happened to me. Changing churches is never easy. There's always a, an awful feeling of separation from friendships that were made and memories that were shared. So my first advent at Zion Lutheran in Lexington, South Carolina was pretty tough because I had just left my first parish in Salisbury, North Carolina. 
And the grief about, that I was dealing with was heightened by a tragedy that happened to our best friends back in Salisbury. They called me to help them deal with their loss. And I was feeling really guilty for not being there when they needed a pastor most of all. And I was wrestling with, with feelings of, of having made a mistake for, for moving when I did. I was angry at God. I was angry and said, told God, look, if you want me to be here at Zion, then why do I feel so miserable? I wasn't even sure I wanted to be a pastor anymore. I shared all that in a sermon that I preached to the people at Zion. But I went on to say that by God's grace, I was able to see that indeed God had called me to be at that church. I shared that too. Now preaching that was hard enough, but something else happened that morning that still causes me to tremble. For the children's sermon, I would give a child a box to take home with them, and they would put something in it and bring it back, and that's, we would talk about it. That's, where we, that's what we built our children's sermon on. That morning, Adam, a child named Adam, had the box. He, I knew what I was getting ready to preach, but Adam didn't. There was no way that he or anybody else would know that I was about to preach about my struggle of being a pastor. Adam put a Christmas card in the box. No problem. But it was the message he had written on that card that to me was a glimpse into the divine. He had written, I'm so glad you're my pastor. Coincidence? A quirk? A fluke? Just great timing? Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe not. In Jesus' name.
Sisters and brothers in Christ, on this third Sunday of Easter, we pray for all that are in need, responding to each petition with words echoing today's psalm, hear us when we call. Holy and righteous God, for the church we pray, for our own congregation, for the churches of all neighbors and around the globe, and especially for Christians in Nigeria and wherever matrons threaten. O God, our Savior, bless your people and have mercy on us. Hear us when we call. For the earth we pray, for the well-being of terrains, plants, animals wild and tame, for the birds, especially songbirds, whose numbers are decreasing, and for this week's Earth Day, that good will come from the worldwide observance. O God, our Creator, restore your handiwork and have mercy on us. Hear us when we call. For peace and justice, we pray. For the end of warfare, terrorism, and cruelty to the poor. For respectful treatment of refugees and all who are incarcerated. And especially for Northern Ireland and other places of civil unrest. For the liberation of all who are oppressed to the end of the ethnic and economic prejustice, especially for all court cases in this and every land. O God, our sovereign, bring justice and peace to all peoples and have mercy on us. Hear us, we call.
for all who are sick and suffering, for those who have no access to the coronavirus vaccines, for the children afflicted with the virus variants, for everyone who fears receiving medical advice and assistance, for those who live with chronic pain, for those whose pain is known only to you, and especially for those we name here before you, Susan Bayman, Jesse Brock, Betty Burkhart, Shirley Gosford, Sam Green, Alberta Holden, Merle Holden, Paul Letts, Gary Miller, Mary Lou Schofield, Roger Strong, Bill Sutton, Ron Wagner, and for those in our hearts and on our lips. O oh God, our caregiver, heal the sick and have mercy on us. Hear us when we call. For ourselves when we believe and when we doubt. And for our dear ones for whom we pray. O oh God, our comforter, hold us close and have mercy on us. Hear us when we call. Receive these prayers into the heart of mercy for the sake of the Holy and Righteous One, Jesus Christ, our wondrous Redeemer. Amen. As we prepare for communion together, uh, those of you who may not have been with us before, uh, our method of distribution is that I will stand at the head of the aisle and offer bread and then uh, Earl, our assisting minister, will offer you a pre-filled glass of wine, which is the dark liquid, or grape juice, which is the light liquid, if you choose that. And we invite you to place the empties on, in the baskets on the side and then return to your seat by the side aisle. We will commune the choir side first. Those of you at home who will be communing, we invite you to prepare your bread and cup and uh, engage and, and invite everyone in your gathering to share communion together, or you may do so alone if you are by yourself. Also, we uh, will refrain from uh, doing what we would love to do, reach out and hugging everybody as we share the peace, but as we've done in the past, uh, as we share the peace, we simply place our hand over our heart and acknowledge the person near us, uh, saying to them that your presence in my presence with Christ present with us uh, touches our heart, and so we will do that together as we share the peace. The peace of Christ be with you. May we greet one another with the sign of Christ's peace.
The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is indeed right to give you our thanks and praise, O God. For in great love you have made us your children and destined us for life in union with your Son, Jesus Christ. You are the creator of heaven and earth and the author of life. You revealed your purposes through the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms, and declared your intention to suffer as a servant among us so that you might bring forgiveness to the nations. Your word became fulfilled in your servant Jesus, the Holy and Righteous One, who was rejected and handed over to death. He was killed through our ignorance, but after three days in the tomb, you raised him from the dead. Now he embraces us with hands still hold and disturbs our fears and doubts with words of peace and the promise of life yet to be revealed. Therefore, with our hearts lifted high, we offer you thanks and praise at all times with the church on earth and the church in heaven and join their unending hymn. in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Then after supper he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for them to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us 
we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. The risen Christ invites us to his table. Come, eat, and be satisfied. If you are communing at home, I invite you to share your meal with these words. This is the body of Christ given for you. This is the blood of Christ shed for you. If you do not wish to commune, please receive this blessing. God loves you very much, and you are God's son, God's daughter. Please be seated.
the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace. Amen. Amen. of joy through this meal you have put gladness in our hearts satisfy the hunger still around us and send us as joyful witnesses that your love may bring joy to the hearts of all people through jesus christ our lord amen, amen. again we are so glad to be able to worship together both here in this space and online through our live stream worship we hope that all of this time together will be a blessing to you and will help feed you for your days of journey ahead. We are continuing to lift up the uh, African Children Today ministry uh, as we are sponsoring children over there. And uh, today will probably be the last day we emphasize it for a while. But Jeannie Hellman will be out in the foyer and will be glad to answer any questions that you might have about that ministry, the sponsorship in, uh, specifically or the ministry in general. So we invite you to share that information. Also, we are beginning to uh, build our uh, relationship back with Murrayville School and their Backpack Buddy feeding program. There is in your bulletin a list of things that we are going to be collecting and sending to them uh, to help pack those backpacks for the hungry families in our community. So we invite you to do that in the weeks ahead. Uh, we're trying to finish that up by the middle of of May and then um, complete that by the end of the school year. Also, there's a list in your bulletin, a list of uh, personal hygiene items that is always in great need at Mother Hubbard's Cupboard. And if you're at the store and remember to get some of these uh, items, we certainly invite you to do that. Bring them here and we will take them down to Mother Hubbard's and give them to those who need them in our community. And we appreciate your ministry in that way. Now please stand as you are able and hear this assurance of grace. God has always loved you. God loves you now. And God will love you forever. Sometimes it, we may not be quite sure how or when that love may come to us. But we trust that it does come, even when we are not aware of it. And when we trust that, we are given new life. Life that allows us to go from here in confidence that God will continue to bless us and keep us, that God's face will shine on us with grace and mercy, that God will look upon us with favor and will give us peace. Amen. 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 
Alleluia! Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia! Go in peace. Share the good news. Alleluia! Thanks be to God. Alleluia!